Welcome to Stay in the Loop with Lucy. I am joined today by Millie, Billy, Mia and Grace from Ravenswood Girls School who are keen to share their social justice project with the local community and beyond. The topic this year is neurodiversity. I won't go into more detail about that or the impact it has because that is exactly what we discuss. Suffice to say, their project is much needed to raise awareness of how we can embrace our diversity and our commonalities all at the same time. Enjoy. Welcome to Stay in the Loop with Lucy. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. It is lovely to have you all with us. Um, could you tell us all a little bit about the competition that your project was for? Hi, Billy. Uh competition is within the future problem solving competition and our category is community problem solving and essentially what we have to do is um, pick an issue within a local national or international um, area so we've decided to pick local and we have to um, identify the challenges with this issue and create an action plan with stuff to solve this issue. Fascinating so you chose to cover neurodiversity which I can totally understand is a very local issue because you're, you're in a school, um, you're at Ravenswood Girls School. So I could imagine that neurodiversity would be an area of, of concern or of interest. But can you share how specifically um, it, it manifests in your school? What does it look, sound, feel like? Hi, Millie. Hi. Um it's proven that one out of five students experience neurodiversity in a school environment. So to remove the stigma and to raise more awareness about these topics, um, it can benefit the students of both neurotypical and neurodiverse um, to support those students more throughout the school community. So can you share a little bit about what neurodiversity actually is because you've mentioned two words there neurodiversity and neurotypical what what do those words mean and can you give us some examples grace go for it um well neurodiverse is someone with a diagnosed condition such as adhd or dyslexia and someone who's neurotypical is someone who doesn't have a diagnosis so okay so simple really uh, and um do you find that in your community someone may not have a diagnosis but may present learning challenges or uh, or communicate or express or in social situations present in a neurodiverse way millie um yes of course there's um a lot of awareness about um neurodiverse people but there's sometimes less of a diagnosis and some people can experience that and that's um really important to understand that if you are showing signs of neurodiversity it doesn't typically um mean that you are neurodiverse it can just be a different way of considering yeah i'm starting to think that we might all be a little bit neurodiverse and that could be really the way we should consider ourselves and each other so what did you plan to do Mia um firstly 
we planned a presentation um, in front of the school to notify the school of what our project is and what we plan to do. And then we planned activities such as um, breaking into groups of two or three to research um, a specific area of neurodiversity, such as dyslexia or dyscalculia. And, um, and then we shared our information with the whole group. And then we planned neurodiversity walks which is just um, sharing information with the school about certain types of neurodiversity and making bookmarks about these areas. Um, these bookmarks were left around the school. Um, so they were left in the library and um, we put posters in the bathrooms because they're quite commonplace. So um, we could inform at the students more about um, each of these conditions. Grace. We also planned to this to go to this school called Sir Eric Woodward School, which is a school for children who may be neurodiverse or have a disability, but it's very hard to see strengths. It's quite severe. So we were planning to go to this school and um, have a look at how they're supported and what ways we could support them more. Yeah, hi, Billy. We also plan to have um, Mr. Price, who is the principal of Sir Eric Woodward's school, to come in to talk to us about what they do at Sir Eric Woodward's and how they're helping the students who are neurodiverse. And we'd also have ha had planned to have him come to our chapel service for year nines and tens um, to, again, teach him about what they do at um, SOS and how they help people. And um, we also plan to send out a survey asking different questions about neurodiversity. Um, and per this survey, we'd got around 100 responses back and we found that a lot of the student body actually didn't know what it was about and what neurodiversity is, which was why um, one of our big missions was to um, really educate the school and ourselves about what neurodiversity is. Did you actually find that it made a difference in terms of, you know, uh, that education and, and just sort of raising awareness of what it was? Bindi. We recently sent out another survey to um, see how we have succeeded in our community and um, the results have shown that people are a lot more informed and um, about this topic which is showing a really big growth in our project which is very very good. Yeah you just did a pre and post survey you've just passed your entrance test to university um, keep that integrity going because that's very, very cool. Um, so obviously um, there were a few hiccups along the way because any good plan needs a few challenges to then see what is possible and what isn't. What were the challenges that presented in your project and, and in the end, what did you actually manage to do? Billy, then we'll have Grace. So we had managed to do most of these tasks to a really great extent with, um, again, what... Uh, what Millie was saying, how the school has impacted from all our educational, um, you know, our walks, our brochures, our bookmarks, etc. Um, but unfortunately, we have not been able to go to Sir Eric Woodward's school yet to see um, what the school is like and how it works due to um, an increase in COVID. Yes, so um, we haven't been able to go there, but we're hoping to go at the start of next term. And we also haven't ha been able to have Mr. Price, the principal of SOS, come in to talk to us in chapel. Um, but again, we're hoping to have him in next time to talk to us. As well as doing your pre-survey and post-survey, you interviewed students and staff from your school. 
What were some of the comments from them about what's challenging for them in a learning environment? Mia. Although it may vary between different types of neurodiversities, um, some students found it difficult to concentrate during class time. And they found that um, teachers may be a bit more overprotective of them and shutting them down from some opportunities. We also interviewed a range of different ages. So when we interviewed the year, a couple of year 10s from our school, we found that they thought the school was kind of shying them away from certain subjects and certain tasks um, once finding out about their neurodiversity. Um, but in comparison to that, when we interviewed a couple of year 11s and 12s, they found, especially during exam time, that the school was very accommodating and helped them really optimize their goals a lot. So yeah. Contrast. Yeah, really beautiful difference, but highlighting how that maybe there are strengths in terms of offering, you know, that support, but weaknesses in terms of a, an assumption that someone couldn't do something. What would be a subject that they would steer them away from? It really depends on the neurological order, but say um, someone who has dyscalculia, which is when um, you're not able to see numbers very well and you can find math very difficult, the school sort of can shy them away from that. Um, yeah. Same with like dyslexia and English, whereas they can still do English and math, just not to the extent that other students can do it. Yes. So that, that, that's interesting. So it might have been an opportunity to say, hey, doing advanced English or extension English might not support you. Yeah, Millie. Um, it's also a matter of um, harnessing their strengths and um, because along with those um, weaknesses that students can experience, um, they also can have amazing strengths such as um, Albert Einstein, he had dyscalculia, which is the um, difficulty to do with numbers, So, which is really amazing because he's one of the brightest minds that the world has seen. I mean, that is extraordinary, isn't it? So it just shows that we think that dyscalculia um, is a weakness, but it just shows that actually um, it, it doesn't restrict unless we choose to let it restrict us, perhaps. What about in a social environment? How, how does neurodiversity present there? What might be the challenges that they see or feel, Lily? Um, in a social environment, it's um, some autistic people may not be able to pick up social cues, so um, they can find it difficult to make friends. And so um, after doing some research on people that have experienced neurodiversity, um, uh, they, they ask that you initiate the friendship. And then because friendship comes two ways, you have to begin the friendship with an autistic person and then you can um harness that have you got any examples of where it's been challenging in a in a playground setting in a social setting Billy not recently but in my old school there was um two boys like that one of them specifically um just wasn't able to really talk or like uh make conversation or initiate conversation with anyone from our year and he had um, a helper teacher with him to get him through um, learning in the classroom but just when it came to breaks and lunch and recess he just wasn't able to sit with anyone but this teacher um, because he just wasn't able to socialize that well very nice boy though great example 
how do you feel your uh, project has influenced learning and social interactions at your school? Grace? Well, I guess we've noticed a little bit more knowledge about the topic. Like in our groups, if we discuss this project that we're doing, they immediately know what neurodiversity is. It's not really the question of what is it, I have no idea. Um, Most people have a basic knowledge in our senior school. However, we hope to further this in the future with getting Mr Price to talk and um, doing the annual neurodiversity week, etc. That's a great idea. Is the annual neurodiversity week something that's uh, national, international, or is this just something that you have set up in your school and will continue in your school? Millie? Um, Neurodiversity week, I think, is a nationally or international, one of the broader components of the celebrations. But I believe that it is quite a small celebration and it isn't incorporated enough into the schooling environment so um, that's what we hope to incorporate more into. Um, We've been introduced to the head of our school positive education lessons um, Mrs Barbat and she's asked that we created some lessons um, that will be part of our um, fortnightly positive education lessons for the school so that that's really um, interesting. That's such a um confirmation of the importance of what you're doing so how cool is it to be able to go this project that we've done for you know a a competition we've chosen a topic that actually will live on in the school and I I wonder if you know the the um, content that you create and you know, whether it's the flyers or the posters, could also be shared with other schools so that they can actually join with you and celebrate, um, you know, Neurodiversity Week at the same time. So it actually becomes a community event as opposed to leaving it as something that's specific just, just, just to just your community and your school. Yeah, it would be nice to do that. We haven't got any specific plans for it, but yeah, going into the future, it would be nice to spread it to other people in our community, not just our school. To me, it just says, you know, we live as a community, not in isolation. So, um, yeah, I love I love what you're presenting. Are there any other ways that your project could live on beyond the end of this competition? Billy? Um, well, our two main plans have been um, to continue celebrating Neurodiversity Week in our school. And we're going to do this by the help of the library. Um, They have a display set up in the library and we're planning annually when Neurodiversity Week comes around to put in this display all of the bookmarks and posters and books that we as a team have created um, just to be able to really celebrate it throughout the school. And then also, again, as Millie was saying, with Miss Barbat's help, who came into some of our meetings and was just amazed at what we are doing to um, really get the school on board with what neurodiversity is and educate them more in the long run um, in our positive education lessons. Amazing. It really is about about moving this forward and and keeping this going. And you clearly have um, hit on a great and incredibly relevant topic. What would each of you say you have learned personally from this project that, um, that could help others understand neurodiversity better? Billy. Um, 
Well, coming into this project, I knew nothing about neurodiversity. I didn't even know it was a word. And because of this project and because of us educating ourselves, I've been able to understand what neurodiversity is better and the subject around it and the different types. And through doing this, I feel like if other people were educated about what neurodiversity is, it would create a better streamline to being able to support people with neurodiversity because you're able to understand their minds a bit more and how they work and therefore support them better. Mia. I will learn that um, we should never look at the world with prejudice or judgment and we should never label people or assume everybody is like us. Um, we should be more kind and more inclusive to others and, and it will mean a lot to those who need it. Grace. Um, well, before coming into the project, I think I'd heard the word once or twice. I knew a couple of the main types like ADHD, dyslexia, but after this project, I've learned that there's so many more and there's more within those broader categories and it's just a lot of people are really diverse and you wouldn't even notice it but with this project you can a bit more and instead of just noticing the negative you're also able to notice the positive. Billy did you want to add anything? Adding on to that as a part of our project we have set up um, a movie lunchtime where we're able to watch a movie and invite students to come with us and the most the first one we did was on a person called Vincent Van Fuso, um, and he is dyslexic, but um, and but with this dyslexia, he, um, despite that, he's able to, he's an artist and he's able to be an ama amazing artist and use that um, neurodiversity to really enhance his personal skill instead of letting it bring him down with other, other skills. Yeah, we're not all designed to do the same thing, are we? I think the world would be in big trouble if we were all good at the same thing or all here to be mathematicians or artists. I mean, how would the trains run? How would how would schools run? We've got to celebrate our diversity and actually um, see how we're, we're all working to a common purpose. Yeah, Millie. Um, I feel that um, when you think of someone who's neurodiverse, you think of the weaknesses that they experience. And I think out, coming out of this project, you can um, recognise and celebrate the, um, the strengths that they have um, and the way that uh, schools and just the community um, can really use that, utilise it to um, make the world a more um, diverse place. Um, adding on to that, um, one of the main things we thought when starting this project was how would you feel um, if you were being judged by the way your mind thinks? And I think enhancing that idea, that's why we've um, strived to really educate everyone and really show the skills, um, along with the weaknesses, but mainly the skills about how neurodiverse people and how important they really are to our society. Well, one thing I've noticed for all of you is how differently you express, and yet you're all expressing really clearly what you've done how you've done it why it's mattered but your expressions are totally different and together you give me a picture of the whole project if one of you was missing and one of your forms of expression was missing something would be missing from what we're presenting here today so now, I suspect there are quite a few thank yous to do. Um, I can see that you're sitting in the library, which our listeners won't be able to see. But I do find that the libraries are a central hub within the school and that, this, that they are able to bring a community together, particularly for 
whole school education that other areas can't although I have to say the canteen or the the um anywhere around food is always a fantastic way to um subtly put a little bit of information in um would you would you agree is that a, a thank you you'd like to offer Grace yeah the library's been a great place to show everything off and the librarians have been so great with creating a display for us and letting us display our information and it's just been great yeah millie um the library also um we've been we've been able to um we've created these items that we were that we are selling um to raise money for sir eric woodward school and um things that they'd find useful for um, their learning, such as Google Homes and all of these digital um, digital systems that otherwise would have been really hard to access. Um, so we're currently raising money for them and the libraries allowed us to sell them in um, on a Friday lunchtime. And through that, we have almost reached our goal, which is amazing. What was your financial goal? So um, yeah, our goal was um, around 3,600 just um, because there's lots of, as um, Millie was saying, there's lots of tech technology that CERC Woodwoods needs to accommodate for these students as it's very specific technology that government does just not um, provide normal schools. Um, so yeah, we've been raising, as Millie said, in the library, we've been raising lots of different items. We've done a Mufti day, we've done a bake sale, we've done, um, we've been selling raffle tickets to have a raffle. Um, just throughout the whole year, we've been um, fundraising for the school, whilst also um, spreading awareness about what neurodiversity is through the fundraising. Fantastic. Do you think you'll be able to go to Sir Eric Woodward School in the future? Yep. We're hopefully going to visit next term sometime at the beginning of next term, hopefully just before we do go off to nationals for this competition, um, just so that we can get um, an insight into the school we've been fundraising for for a while and just... Yeah, really appreciate it. Amazing. Mia. And if we might be unable to go, we're still making gifts and such as like sensory items for the children there, or maybe videos or signing us signing and sending great messages to them. And we've been always trying to stay in contact. And and that's a, that's supporting that social interaction. Billy, you started mentioning the next steps that at the moment. This is a local level. And have you done anything locally or was the first step to go to nationals? So the first part of this competition was obviously getting our group together. And we've had to submit in two reports so far, our first initial report outlining all of the different aspects of our project and then a follow up report, um, how our project's been going since then. Um, and that has we've sent that off to be looked at and then we got back a couple of weeks ago, whether we got into nationals or not. And nationals is around the top 10% of each state. Um, so uh, we're in New South Wales, of course. Um, and then we go off to nationals. We go off in two weeks to nationals. And there, from there, we, um, we have a display with all our project and a book. And we also um, will be conducting an interview um, all about our project. And from there, we're, we get judged on that. And then we get decided if we go into internationals, um, which is around 2000 students um, within America. 
Wow, that's pretty cool. Because I have a history with doing these interviews with students from your school. I know that, you know, your school does very well. You've managed to pick up the topics that are current and relevant and actually do make a difference. And this one feels like, you know, I would love it to do fantastically at nationals and, and go to America because I know that that this is a, to- a hot topic over there. But regardless of the outcome, the ripple effect of what you're offering and what you can do is enormous. Anyone want to add anything else? Um, Mrs Shapiro has been a great guide throughout this project and obviously continuing the project. She's making sure we know all of our topics very well and um, is constantly supporting us and getting us to do heaps of um, work, which really gains our understanding on this topic and we're all very thankful for that. Beautiful. Thanks, Millie. Billy. Um, just adding on to that, Mrs Shapiro has been an amazing guide and she's probably one of the best guides because she has been to this competition several times before, has brought many teams through to nationals and through to internationals. And yeah, we're just hoping we can do the same. <laughs> Beautiful. Grace. Um, yeah, that's definitely true with Mrs Shapiro. And we'd also like to thank you for coming here to, well, not coming here, but doing a Zoom call with us for the interview. It's been really helpful and we've really enjoyed it. So thank you. Oh, wonderful. You're most welcome. Also, we have... Um, I'd like to thank the other members of our team, um, Danny, Gemma, Abby, who couldn't make it today. There's 11 of us. So they've always supported us throughout this as well. It's true, isn't it? There's always some front people who do the presenting, who have that confidence to be able to stand up. And you've been amazing um, here expressing and really sharing with us what was needed. Um, and there are other people who work fantastically well in the background and and uh, uh, really good pulling everything together, doing some, you know, they might be very good at the data gathering, at interpreting the data, or, you know, again, it talks to our diversity, but our common goal. A big thank you as ever to the team for wanting to come and share on Stay in the Loop with Lucy and Triple H FM, their local community radio station, what they are doing in their school and how it offers back to their local community. 